0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Out to Adult. This is Katie Cleary and I am sitting here with Jose. Should I say your last name? Yeah, Napolis. Jose Napolis. Oh. Tell us a little bit about yourself. No, oh, no, I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> not do the accent. Jose Naples. Napolis. Yeah, there you
1: go. That sounds better. Oh, thank you. So yeah, I'm 32 years old, years young, Capricorn. I'm mm. um, originally from Fresno, California. moved here to Sacramento about, it's going to be four years now.
0: Nice. And what brought you to Sacramento?
1: Work. Actually, I was working at Arizona State University prior to being here, and I wanted my, to make my way back west since I was originally from Fresno, and Sacramento State was the first job that offered an opportunity to come back, so nice. I took it. Go Hornets. Yeah, go stingers up.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Not gay at all.
1: Sorry, I'm glad that you were able to join me today. No, again, thank you so much for the opportunity mm. of doing this. I've been so excited to do this. So no, I'm excited. I'm so pumped. <laughs> it's the gayest part of your day.
0: Sit back and grab a shout-and-day. So someone on Instagram just started following me like uh, an hour ago. And I was like, okay, I'll follow you back. Like Uh I need fans. And now he's messaging me.
1: He? Yeah. He. Okay. I didn't know you I mean, do you swing both ways? No. Okay. No, but
0: like I added him on Instagram. So we must be dating now, right? Officially. Is that how that works?
1: Officially. Officially it's happening.
0: Officially.
1: Uh, I mean, if that were the case, then I'd be dating a lot of people.
0: All right, can you give me my secrets,
1: Uh, your secrets? About dating people? I mean, I just started using Hinge, and I've been really, I've been very fortunate with it. Do you like it? I do like it a lot. That's
0: good. Um, I feel like the dating apps are all over the place. Like, you might have a good one for you, but then, like, your next friend over, it's terrible for them. Yeah. And so that's, like, the topic of debate every time. I was like, well, Hinge, no, her, no. Mm
1: -hmm. Or Bumble. Bumble, yeah. Someone told, actually, funny story. When I first started working at Arizona State University, you mm-hmm. know, me being queer, being young, I had yeah. Grindr. Um, so the students were unhappy about um, how they let go of the people that were previously there. So I had actually a queer student try to seat me out on Grindr and Ooh. said that they were going to use this against me to get me fired. Nope. So <laughs> early on, I had to have an awkward conversation with my boss about what grinder was. Mm-hmm. And her response to her is like, Well, how is Facebook any different? Right. So yeah. I learned that it's all about intention.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
1: so that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and then Grindr like paved the way for everyone else to like have a location based dating app, yeah. right? And like, girls can't just hook up and be fine with it. Like, sometimes I wish we could and just be like, Oh, great. Nice I wish day. the opposite.
1: Sure. I do. No,
0: I can, I can see that.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's as someone as, as rec- for me, it's more been I realizing more and more that I want a monogamous relationship mm-hmm. and I want to establish that first and yeah. foremost. And it's hard to want to establish that with people when they're not on the same page.
0: And no, uh, yeah, I can see that. I was out at a birthday dinner for, one of my lesbian friends last year. Yeah. And several of them work at like just for various queer organizations like gender health center, the LGBT center, different things like that. Mm-hmm. And so they're exposed to a lot more just varied queer life than your typical lesbian might be or your typical straight person ever is. Yeah. Really. And so I started talking to one of the girls like at the table with everybody else there. And the first thing out of her mouth was, Oh, I'm monogamous. Oh. I'm like, great yeah
1: ah, that's I'm not hitting on yeah. you yeah.
0: <laughs> like thank you that's awesome and she's like this is my girlfriend right here I'm like yeah excellent I love that you put that out yeah there. yeah I was just I asked you your name yeah <laughs> like, yeah no, like it's
1: monogamous actually right. my name is monogamous <laughs> right. yeah
0: but it was just kind of funny they're like nope before you go any further <laughs> which is
1: interesting yeah actually so I went to, we went to the city this weekend and I, we went to stop mm. at Mr. S, which is a sex shop. Mm. And I got the, I got the courage to go out to somebody and say like, Hey, I found you really attractive. Oh. And they were like, thank you. And I'm in a relationship. And I was like, yeah. Oh, great. Cool. And then, um, they actually introduced me to their boyfriend mm-hmm. and I was like, well, it's a pleasure meeting you. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, I just wanted to let you know too that you're very attractive. I was like, Oh, thank you. That's like, awesome. It was nice to have that exchange, but I, I mean, to have, be ballsy and have that happen, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't discouraged about it, but usually people are no thanks or like, like that's the response. It. Yeah.
0: No need to be a jerk if someone gives you a compliment, like ever.
1: I agree. And I think people it just depends on where people are at mentally, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm able to say thank you if someone gives me a compliment. And I think that's what that was something that I got overwhelmed with at Hinge yeah. was that not sponsored, by the way, <laughs> yeah. Um is that. I definitely got a lot of compliments and it was very odd for me to receive so many compliments. Mm -hmm. So it got become it became very overwhelming for me that I had actually had to step away from the app because people were like, oh, I want to go on a date with you like a lot. And I was like, this is too much to handle. So I took a pause and then I went back and there was some people that even were like when I came back to Mm -hmm. it and people were like, oh, why'd you leave? And I was like, oh, it's because I got overwhelmed. Yeah. Most people were receptive to that response. There were other people like, why? And I was like, (laughs) I'm not used to this, so.
0: Well, and to be the center of attention is weird. And especially on an app, like you can just go through huge droughts and not talk to anybody for weeks on end and then to have multiple people like you it's like hold on what just happened Yeah, like exactly. what is everyone just on the rebound like are did you two break up with each other and that's why you're both you like your mind plays tricks on you when you're when you're not used to receiving compliments and you're not good at them
1: yeah yeah no definitely for sure and i think i think people that respond with no thanks i think they lack i, mean, I think they lack humility yeah, because um, I think people that are more receptive or or maybe have a harder time receiving compliments or just say thank you. I think mm-hmm. there's a there's a humility there that I think is attractive even more for those people that yeah. say no thanks that I'm like, OK, cool. Like I just missed a I just dodged a bullet because I definitely yeah. don't want to spend my money either buying you a drink mm-hmm. where it's not going to go anywhere mm-hmm. or be or have someone like you in my life that is just saying like, oh, I'm too good. so yeah. no, Thank you for your compliment yeah. or whatever. So
0: no, no, no. Nobody needs that kind of attitude. And and also that's. Like, just as a person, why would you crush somebody else's day like that, uh, you know?
1: I don't know. Like, I, I I don't know. Like, I think I can't speak to people. Mm-hmm. I think that, at least from my own experience, is that the notion of, like, you need to tear other people down to make yourself feel better. And I think that I that seems to be the common motif a lot of the times. Um, and again, I, I don't know, I can't speak for them, but I think that's at least for my own time when I've done that is because you, you know, um, remember, yeah. when, you were, when you were a kid in, in elementary, I mean, in mm-hmm. middle school, it was either be picked on or yeah. be the one who picks on people. Yeah. And for me, it was very much like I need to pick on other gay people, another other kids that mm-hmm. are more queer or more friendly yeah, go- than me that, that mm-hmm. way that I'm I'm OK. You
0: go find the person who's next on the totem pole, yeah. like who's. Lower in the pecking order. You go make fun of that kid. Exactly. Oh, man. We had this kid in high school who I would argue was the most popular kid in school. Yeah. Why? Because everybody picked on him. Mm. Everybody knew who he was. That kid would have a miserable time. He was special needs. It's like, you guys are jackasses. Yeah. What? Like, what's wrong with you? But then also, like, what's wrong in your home or other life that you think that this is okay. Yeah. And I will say I've had the opportunity to look, um, to work with some elementary schools over the last couple of years. And I think that the just whole mentality towards bullying is they're coming up front saying bullying is not allowed. This is what yeah. bullying looks like. We should fill each other's buckets, right? We should say something positive to our friends. And if you don't have something nice, it's not, don't say it. It's why do why don't Why you have don't something you? nice? Yeah. Like, here are some nice things that you could say. Here are some better options. And so hopefully, you know, in our generations moving forward, we'll, we'll be a little bit better. But no, it's bullying and just being mean yeah. to other people. And I do think for some people, it's a defense mechanism.
1: I agree. And I think that's something that I have a hard time with in the LGBT community, especially in the bar scene. And it's something that I've brought up, brought up to my friend's attention is that. You know, it's impossible to go up to people because a we're in our cliques, or mm-hmm. in which which again provides safety for us, right? Oh, of course, you know, uh, and in them. and it
0: provides a good time. Yeah, yeah, you, for sure. You know, you're gonna go have yeah. fun with your friends. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that the hard part is that I think everyone goes into a bar at times with uh, a lot of armor, like there's mm-hmm. there's no vulnerability. Yep, And I think the fact that we go in, into spaces like that with armor and it gives us an inability to actually build connections and community within those spaces. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it's so much easier for everyone to be on Grindr or Scruff while you're on the app and trying to see if someone 10 feet mm-hmm. from you is on there just to say hello to them instead of actually getting yeah. the courage to do that because it takes a lot of vulnerability to go yeah. up to someone. And you're yeah. not willing to give that up mm-hmm. because you're afraid of rejection or you're afraid of whatever. You and know? they're
0: probably afraid of it, too. But Yeah, I mean, exactly. No, you don't know until you go ask them. But yeah, definitely I've seen people on the apps in a bar full of gay men. Yeah, it's yeah. like, what? hold on. Now, do you think that that is true all over or do you think that's the nature of our local bars? Because our local bars really don't lend to conversation making.
1: Well, I think, so two things. I think our local bar is something that we're facing now is Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of hetero peoples coming in. So I think that part of the challenge now in approaching people is not knowing if they're queer or not, Mm -hmm. right? And sometimes when you approach someone that might not be queer, there's a hostility there, which is unfortunate, right? Mm -hmm. I have lived in multiple cities and I think the challenge is always very much the sense of fear of being rejected. So I think yeah. that's a common thing that happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think, of course, liquid courage gives you the kind of energy <laughs> yeah. or the power to go up to people. But I think, again, the the fact that we need to have that as a way to engage or act vulnerable, I think, is does us a disservice because there's still not that ability to connect with someone authentically because you're just... You know, I'm connecting drunk. And-,
0: and, and the apps have given us that out, right? Yeah. We don't we don't need to have the ability to make a conversation in person anymore, you know, not for a relationship. Like, yeah. no, oh, you're not on the app? What do you mean? What exactly. are you tell? Ta- what's wrong with you that you're not on the app? <laughs> yeah. So like, clearly you're not into dating right now, right? Yeah, yeah, is that, yeah. is that, is yeah, that what
1: that's no, I get that asked sometimes. They're like, why aren't you on the apps? And I'm just like, well, it's just on the, not that in, in that mind space. Like, mm-hmm. especially I... I'm holding myself accountable to not really hooking up with people and wanting to establish a relationship Mm -hmm. before I go that far. And yeah, I guess we talked about earlier, it's all about intention. And I feel that a lot of times, there's a lot of people with the intention of wanting to mess around. So if you go in there with mm-hmm. the intention of wanting to connect with someone, they're like, why the fuck are you here? I'm sorry. I hope that no fun. No, no, no. Oh, no. okay. listen, like, we're explicit, guys. Okay, I have so, that box checked. Okay, great. You so know like, you're So they're into. like, so the why the fuck are you here? You're wasting mm-hmm. my time. Like, goodbye or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think it's unfortunate because there's a lot of people that go into these apps wanting to build connections and relationships with individuals. Mm-hmm. And when they're faced with the notion of, like, either we're fucking or we're not, then they use the alternative of, like, well, I'd rather fuck than be alone yeah so i'm gonna use the app to do that because Mm -hmm. that's what it's for right so i think that's why i have chosen not to use the apps for that reason Mm -hmm. because in this moment i rather be alone than fuck so yeah yeah
0: and that's excellent that you have that self-awareness have you found that people will say what they want like on their opening profile page like does it say
1: I haven't been there in a while, okay. um, so I wouldn't say yes of most, the most part. I think people, mm-hmm. I, I think the most of this, I, I guess if you go through a, a traditional profile on Grinder or yeah. Scruff or whatever it is, is that it lists out your preferences, your height, your if you're cut, uncut, <laughs> bottom. <laughs> it asks you that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It asks if you if you, if you do bareback. Things a bare-
0: lesbian doesn't have to yeah, answer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> things that if you do bareback, like it asks all these kinds of wow. things. Yeah, okay. so it kind of is up front even even if you go into deeper into different mm-hmm. po- into different pockets of apps like especially if you're using substances like there's also codes for that too okay. there's different terminology yeah. that you have to look for so some of it is transparent in the app if people are that courageous to do that some mm-hmm. things i mean there's there it goes to like the extremes of like there's hello pictures of, of you naked too yeah. there's zero pictures of you on there with zero details and it's
0: connected to your linkedin <laughs>
1: I don't know about that, but it's connected to maybe your Instagram. But yeah. even those profiles that are, have nothing on them where you mm-hmm. have to fish for information. So there's extremes, right?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. So I think it just depends on your comfortability, how long you've been on there, mm-hmm. like or whatever it is. I know for me, when I was, at least when I was at Arizona State University and I was working with queer individuals, I was yeah. definitely more sh- like sheltered. So there wasn't too much of myself on there. Mm -hmm. and then when i moved here when i moved even when i moved around like i definitely would have a little bit more of like the courage to show a little bit more of myself on there with i mean sometimes the fear of like oh crap are they going to be a student or or, crap are they a future employer or whatever are they a a
0: customer you're about to have yeah Yeah, it's definitely there yeah
1: so it happens yeah
0: i just interviewed people to be my roommate and i just had to tell them like uh by the way like I'm a lesbian and my roommate is gay and does drag. Like, is that going to be a problem? Oh, your roommate does drag. He does, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Sidetracks, Badlands,
1: Faces. Oh, I've been looking for a drag mother, by the way.
0: Oh, so that you could get yeah, into drag? Yeah, I've
1: really been very curious about doing drag. Do you drag. want me to hook you up? Please. Like, all I right. I think it'd be cool to Come do Come on, that.
0: he'll do a special show for us.
1: Oh, great, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'd, be, I'd be down.
0: And then he'll only, like, send me the bill afterwards. <laughs> oh, great. Well,
1: can, I mean, <laughs> I hope the drag mothers wouldn't charge you, but I guess I don't know how right? they work.
0: I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think we just bring the drinks and he'll get the music. Probably. He's got all these wigs
1: going. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. No, I've been very curious about doing it, especially mm-hmm. as I become more comfortable in my skin. Yeah. And I'm a performer at heart. I mean, nice. when I lived in Denver, I actually was a backup dancer for drag queens mm-hmm. and I missed the the art of the performance. Nice. So I think it's something that's always been intriguing of, my, of me is just yeah. wanting to do drag just to try it out.
0: Well, and something that I'm always hearing from the folks that I know who do drag is that it's such a small community that it's built in friends first of all and it's someone else going through what you're going through right like it's it's a easier way to kind of go make a connection and it's doing something that you like.
1: Yeah. I mean, because it takes a lot of vulnerability and mm-hmm. courage to do drag. So once you're in it, then there is a support network, yeah. right? Which I think it's interesting, right? You would think that as queer people, mm-hmm. that there would be a lot of courage and vulnerability there and that we would be able to be holistically together and whatever. <laughs> but again, we, for whatever reason, we're unable to do that. Well,
0: we have a lot of walls specifically because yeah. we're queer i think and i think those just manifest in different ways based on your personality and your experiences mm-hmm. throughout life yeah
1: actually one of the recent things that i've noticed in separation between our communities actually been based on political views even though uh-huh. most of us are democrats at least yeah. from my looks at, there are some co- there are some queer republicans yeah. which they're entitled to but just like the notion of like um the whole uh pete buddha judge sentiment within our community of either for or against and there's i mean there's a lot of different rants happening on facebook which i find (laughs) very i mean i find interesting but now it's like another reason to cause divides within our own Mm -hmm. community when it's unfortunate because i think that's what i think gives i think that's what that was the beauty of our past that yes we definitely experienced a lot of turmoil a lot of hatred and a lot of uh things against us but i think that brought us together in a way that i I think now with some of the liberties and privileges that we have now i think we're unable to kind of corral together
0: i think some of us have forgotten the struggle of the people who have come before us like you and i have had it relatively easy compared to the last generation right and kids in high school and college right now have it easier than we did yeah so i think that that is I think for each minority group out there, it's easy to forget that the generation before us had it harder and we can overlook that. And I think as queer people, especially if we're straight passing, Mm -hmm. we face less discrimination on a regular basis than say a black person or a Mexican person where, you know, they could just face overt racism on a regular basis it's easier for them to remember the struggles than it is for us. I think especially those of us who are white and straight passing, we have it so much easier and it's like, oh, we can get married now. That's all we need. Uh, No, no, (laughs) No, that's not all we need. We need you to stop protesting against us. We need you to stop running on a platform that says we shouldn't exist or that we can't defend our own country, right? There's all these things that I think it's easy for us to forget in the day to day. Yeah until an election comes around
1: yeah or i think if if it doesn't connect with you personally so if Mm -hmm. you are not trans and you don't have the choice to want to be in the military then you don't feel like oh well i mean we still then you are very much still like well we can still get married so why fight for this right right?" so i think that's the that's the issue
0: yeah why fight for our neighbor Mm, because we are all on the same team and i think as we move further away from that it's it's easy for us to divide. It's easy for any group. But also, let me put it to you this way. There's nobody out there saying, oh, the white people are all Republicans, right? No, there's a lot yeah. of white Democrats, yeah. but any minority group just gets lumped together. Oh, the black people are all going to vote Democrat. All lawyers are going to think this. Yeah. All teachers are Democrats. Like, no, no, the, it's, it's all over the place, but it's, Only minority groups that ever get scrutinized like that as if we're all going to vote one way. Yeah. So there are a lot of Republican ideas that queer people might like. Mm -hmm. Probably not the take my life away. Right. (laughs) Right. Like probably not that. Yeah. But there are multiple different issues and we just like to focus on the one or two. And that's what divides a lot of our talking
1: time. Well, I think that's the that's the thing that I mean. I watch the view a lot. Yes, I do watch yeah, the view Whoopi. a lot. Yeah, Whoopi, okay, but and that Joe, one girl, Megan McCain. Yep. I sometimes i I don't always agree with her mm-hmm. point of view, but I understand it. So um, she's just
0: not eloquent. She doesn't present them very well. <laughs>
1: yeah, she has a hard time describing her points of views. But that's <laughs> the view, though, right? Um, and I think that's something Whoopi says is that yes, that the Democratic um, I guess people that are more Democrats are are more like there's more diversity there, right? Mm-hmm. Where I think there seems to be a homogeneous perspective within the Republican Party. Yep. And I think that also doesn't take into consideration thoughts and ideas and beliefs. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think something actually on the way on the way to the city this weekend, the guys and I were talking about just kind of talking through like our thoughts, because I'm very much still very undivided. I don't know who I'm going to vote for in the primaries because yep. I'm very much divided. Yep. Um, so we're kind of talking through some of our likes and dislikes. I think bottom line is very much like at least my idea is to very much hopefully not reelect Trump. Right. That is sure. the goal. Right. And I think right. for most Democrats, Fingers that crossed. is that is the goal. Right. And it's very um, small minded to think that because, again, there's more ideas beyond that. Right. Which mm-hmm. I mean, for someone that is Democrat. Right. And believes in pro-life when if the dominee is pro-choice they might need to lean into a person that believes more of that. Right. So I think that's mm-hmm. that's the the challenge in anything is that yes, we might be able to connect within our identities. And there's more to that, yep. like we what we believe in and what what ideals, what values do we have, right? So I definitely understand when people lean into wanting to vote for our current president, and I also understand the notion of like what we shouldn't, right? Right. But again, it comes at a it comes at a cost, and I think that's the issue is that if the nominee doesn't align with your values are you really going to sacrifice your values to vote for them just to get someone off that you don't like mm-hmm. but again that person might not also align with your values but they align maybe more with your values. well right like and then so it's
0: always a give and take right yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's which values are you going to sacrifice to get another set of values yeah, because yeah. we're never going to have a perfect candidate no. right like You might love Obama, right? Maybe you loved Hillary. Maybe you loved Ross Perot, right? There's all different ideals. You're not going to love every candidate ever. And so at some point in your life, you're going to have to make a sacrifice. And like, that's the point of a democracy, is that hopefully we can reach the best decision. And we will just see. History will judge us for it. Other countries will judge us for it. Our own people will judge us for it. No no matter who we choose. I
1: agree. I mean, South Park put it really well. It's either between a douche or a turd sandwich sometimes. So (laughs) it's like, which are you going to pick? Right. Right. It's not
0: even the lesser of two evils. It's who's not going to kill me.
1: Exactly. Yeah. No, So I think it's just, it's I don't know how we got here, but it's definitely interesting how, you know, either we can find ways to come together or we can find ways to separate ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that... It's unfortunate that I feel today in today's society, I think we're spending more time on what divides us mm-hmm. than focusing on what could bring us together. But I think sometimes people kind of build a synonymous kind of perspective of like you are ignoring our differences and this mm-hmm. is why we're divided. I'm like, no, I'm like, we can definitely be different yeah. and come together while still honoring our differences. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think it's a hard I think people have a hard time with that. I think it's like one or the. it's very much black or white where people have uncomfortability mm. being in the gray.
0: I think that's true to a certain extent. I also think that the idea is we can have different opinions until your opinion is that I shouldn't have the same rights as you, Yeah, right? Because now we're just beyond an opinion. Now you're telling me that in some sense, I shouldn't get to exist, that I'm not the same as you, that I'm somehow so much lesser than you.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I also think that white people are feeling that for the first time ever, and we don't know what to do with ourselves. There's a lot of
1: white fragility for sure. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of fragility in individuals that have had privilege, I think, in our country yes. for a really long time. So when something shakes that, of course, you're going to lean into something that's more comfortable, which I mean that happens all it happens with oh, yeah. anybody, right? Going back to, I guess, a topic at hand, if you don't feel secure about who you are and what you have, then, of course, you're going to be more fragile, mm-hmm. too, when someone's trying to change that. Yeah. So I think that's why it's important to really take that time to establish your own values, your own beliefs, yourself, first and foremost, to then be able to move forward in a way that you're not as fragile. You're able to take criticism a little yes. bit more openly if you're more secure and confident about who you are going back to the whole dating mm-hmm. thing yeah. is like, if someone were to say, no, thank you. You're like, okay, whatever. I'm good. Like, and you're not then broken because someone right. said no to you at the bar. It's just more of like, okay, like I, I, it's more of like, I had the courage to yep. go up to this attractive yes. person because I felt they were attractive. Now they responded with a no, thank you. And that's fine. I, I dodged a bullet, you know,
0: mm-hmm. but you should still be patting yourself on the back. Like you said, For sure. so, so yeah. now how do you take those steps to be a little bit more confident? And I, and I do think a lot of us are nervous. Like we yeah. do fear rejection. I think that's just a human emotion. Yeah. So what steps have you taken in your life to kind of get Ooh. out of your shell a little bit? Yeah.
1: That's a, that's a good one.
0: <laughs> um,
1: Therapy. I, yeah. honestly therapy has been a really great foundation to establish who the person I am today. Mm-hmm. And that came from recognizing that I had a lot of unhealthy relationships and connections with sex and men. Okay. Um of course that stems from my rejection from my dad because when I came out, like he, you know, we like, denied mm-hmm. me, he came out of the you know, that all that culture. Everybody's got daddy issues, yeah. man. Yeah. So I had everyone. daddy issues to yep. the to the max, right? So, um, so re- realizing that I had an unhealthy relationship with men and sex was kind of like my foundation of why I wanted to kind of go into therapy and kind of reestablish the, or rebuild a different kind of relationship or connection with men. Is that
0: like one of the reasons you actually started therapy? Where you like, oh. um, I've noticed this pattern or... Did that come out after you started therapy?
1: Um, that started after I went into therapy. So I went into therapy for something else that mm. I don't want to disclose yet. Sure, sure. So I went into therapy and then to address that issue, we kind of started peeling the onion, mm-hmm. right? Of like the why's of like, do, why did you do these choices? Yeah. So when I finally got to the point of like sex and men, mm-hmm. um, I realized that I was constantly needing validation or acceptance or my, my worth mm-hmm. bec- was correlated to how much sex i had a week or how many how many partners i had in a day or whatever which then of course became unhealthy right so then my own worth and my lack of confidence was because of the rejections that i would get on grinder or Mm -hmm. scruff or at at the bar yeah in person or in person yeah
0: now did it matter to you if you were getting validation elsewhere like at work or from family members or friends or was it just all about sex
1: Um, So I also had to dealt with my unhealthy uh, need for validation and acceptance at work, too. Okay. That stems from, I recently discovered this, that I had a mentor tell me that I should go into the profession that I'm in. I'm in higher education because I'd be good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, So then when I went with this idea, you know, like, I want to go into this profession because I'd be good at it. And then to, you know, at times shine and be an all-star that I know that I am, you know, then I would get pat on the back. Right. And then be like, okay, cool. This is what I need. Mm-hmm. And then there's be days where I wouldn't be as great to then be um, reprimanded or just to be, you know, said you need to do better. Yeah. Then I felt crappy. So I was like, if I'm not good, then I'm not worthy of this job. I'm not worthy of anything. Right. So.
0: But you weren't even saying if I'm not good. You were saying if I'm not great, if I'm not constantly yeah, getting it, appraisal. Right. Yes.
1: It was constantly seeking that. That's the sense of perfection. Mm hmm. Which, of course, stems from like wanting to be the ideal son, wanting to be the ideal man, wanting to be the ideal you know professional person mm-hmm. in this field, right because of what I was told that I'd be good at, right? As I continuously dealt with not being the most effective person at work, and then um, not having relationships as a way to validating that I'm worthy of a relationship or whatever. Yeah. Um, then I started going into these unhealthier choices that I started kind of going into where my self-worth was like kind of at zero. I just, I was super reckless. Like I gave zero fucks about myself. It wasn't until then when I was like, I need to get out of this space. So that's kind of when I started unpeeling my decisions and kind of unpeeling my experiences and unpeeling with just everything that I had gone through with Mm -hmm. a therapist, of course, and reading a lot. And that's kind of how I then started building my confidence. And honestly, how it started was... I always recommend this book to people. It was um, Dr. Brené Brown's The Gifts of Imperfection. Okay. Where I started to honor or accept my imperfections. Like just anything that I was not happy with about myself. And then it helped me to stop seeking perfection or Mm -hmm. trying to reach that goal because it's unachievable. You're never going to get it. Right. There's no such thing as perfection. And then I was then more working on just being happy with the now, like being with who I am today. Staying in the moment. Yeah, staying in the moment. And I think that's where I've been able to be more confident mm-hmm. in myself because I'm just like, I accept myself as I am today. Yeah. Tomorrow, it might be different. Yesterday doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of like how it helped. And I've kind of been able to be more courageous and go up to people or go on more dates, even though if I'm using them through Hinge. Like I'm still more confident to actually accept dates because mm-hmm. usually I wouldn't. Again, when I had the issue of leading um, with knowing my worth as just through sex, I would tend to lead a lot with sex. And a lot of people can speak to that because, you know, I had the reputation of of doing that when I first was leading kickball, (laughs) sleeping around. So, I mean, so then now, like, it's still part of me of not leading with sex, but still kind of being kind of sexual. But Mm -hmm. part of that is just because I don't want sex to be taboo in our community. Great. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Because... Girls like sex too. It's the best kept secret there ever was. Oh, is there? Uh huh. That's true. I wouldn't. We do. We do like it, right? (laughs) I wouldn't know. (laughs) I wouldn't know. I've just heard. Yeah. But I think gay guys make the best (laughs) well-timed sex jokes ever. Like it's hilarious. Part of timing, yeah. Right, and it's so fun. It's amusing, and you just always have a smile on your face when, like, a group of guys and, like, you and I don't know Jamal, Tony. Like, when you guys all start just joking back and forth, it's like, just pass me the popcorn. This is great. Yeah. I think that's a gay man culture kind of thrown on you guys. Like you have to be good at that. But then also it, to me, it shows like you guys are so open to talk about sex and things that a lot of other people do think are taboo. And I think it's great that, You've got this open atmosphere. Yeah. And so I think it's cool, but it's, it's also like, okay, I cannot ever be as fast as <laughs> these guys. Like you just zip, zip, zip back I, and yeah. forth. I mean,
1: part of that was because mm. I was bullied as a kid. So I'm pretty quick about mm-hmm. it. Um, But yeah, no, I think so. Even now, like I don't lead in with sex, yeah. like when I'm connecting with people. And that used mm-hmm. to be like my MO. Like that was the Jose. Like from right away as soon yeah. as you start messaging or yeah. how do you. Like it'd be like three messages in and be like, Oh, so you want to fuck? Or do you want to, oh. or do you like, let me see your, you know, anything mm-hmm. like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but again, that was when my worth was only valued or yeah. my, my dollars were sex as a way to have my own worth or my yeah. own value. Yeah. So now that I've kind of overcome that, I mean, yeah, I'm still a pretty sexual person mm-hmm. uh, and, but it comes in differently. It's not yeah. what I lead with. I think it's something that I now more cherish Oh, yeah. I mean, I hold close to it because I, I understand the importance of intimacy mm-hmm. and I value that. So why would I give that to everybody, you know?
0: Well said. I think also, like, I'm the type I don't even like changing in front of people, right? At the mm. locker room or like all in middle school and high school, I freaking changed it in the bathroom oh, wow. because I was just scared to ever be around. And now that has a whole bunch of history in my book. But I come from that. Like, I'm not just going to sleep with anyone. Like definitely not. Um, there are some times that I wish I could, that I wish I could separate the emotional connection that I need to have with someone before I can sleep with them. Yeah. But I also know that I can't. And I also know that in my life, like there are other things I want. Like sex is great and everything, but I want to know that I can count on someone or that I have someone to come home to at the end of the day who wants me there. I have someone to go on vacation with, to talk to, to laugh with, to play games with in the middle of the night like years ago years ago i couldn't sleep Mm. and so my girlfriend challenged me to a trivia contest of deserts right it was like 2 a.m oh wow and we're going back and forth just naming deserts and i won because i know where the kandahar is but i lost
1: where is the kandahar afghanistan okay I mean, I'll take your I word for it. it. Yeah. you like, I can't be proved that I wasn't right.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I lost because then I was awake and she fell asleep. It's like, okay, well.
1: Uh, well that's great. a double-edged sword.
0: Right. And like, that's what I want. Just conversations in the yeah. middle of the night that don't mean anything or that mean everything. Yeah. It's not just sex. It's you want to know somebody is there for you. Agreed. And because of your imperfections.
1: Yeah, no, totally. And I think that was the hardest part of my last relationship. Was that? I mean, through that time, I was going through therapy, Mm -hmm. and I was very open and honest about my own insecurities and my own struggles that I was going with at the time. And and he was someone that I met him actually through Scruff, Mm -hmm. um, which was a blessing. Not sponsored, by the way. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) None of these uh, apps sponsor us. Yeah. That he was so accepting of my struggle, Mm -hmm. and he was like, "I'm here for you, right?" That's awesome. I think. The unfortunate part was then when I was, and I accepted it. And I think that's the beauty of it, right? That I was able to accept his acceptance. Mm Mm-hmm and the reason why we didn't work was because he had his own insecurities and i was accepting i was like i don't need you to change Mm -hmm. i'm here for you right and i think he was unable to accept my own acceptance towards him i
0: can vouch for that i think that's hard i think when someone stares at you and they're like katie you're okay like i still like you it's like no trust me yeah i'm a bigger headache than you deserve and i think we cut our own selves down
1: yeah and i think i think for me was as much as it hurt to, to have lost a relationship it was very rewarding to recognize that i have come to a place where i was able to accept it and be confident to accept it mm-hmm. where previously as i was going through my struggles a little too open at times right because i think part of the wanting to be vulnerable is to build connections but like spaces like scruff or grinder or whatever at times were where i faced more rejection from the community than yeah. than acceptance because i would say like oh i'm struggling with this and they'd be like oh i'm good goodbye Block yeah. right and i think that would then encouraged me to go towards my challenges because of the fact that people weren't accepting so i think to have and then there were people that were accepting but i was not at a place to accept that either so i think it was like a back and forth so Mm. at least it's a learning curve yeah exactly so i think as much as it didn't work it was very much a good place for me to recognize that i'm at a better place where i'm able to accept people's acceptance in a way that'll help me be confident in myself where Before I couldn't.
0: That's awesome. That's deep, man. I think it is so hard because sometimes some of us are our own worst critics. Mm -hmm. And I definitely know I am. Yeah. Like, I worked all day, I'm recording a podcast, and I'm gonna go to a T ball meeting tonight at 8 p.m. And then tomorrow I'm gonna do the same thing. Yeah. Like, right? Like, I fill up my plate, yet I am the one being like, nope, I could do better, I could do better, I could do better. Nobody else is saying anything, nobody else is complaining. It's me. And so mm-hmm. I know that, like yeah. I've known it for a long time, but that's also part of what keeps me busy and mm-hmm. how I identify as my own self is like, no, I'm I'm Katie. Of course I can do it. No, yeah. I can't do it. It's going to lend me into a hospital one day, right? Like it's nuts. But I think anytime we have an experience to just let our walls down a little bit mm-hmm. is beneficial to us. So even if it burns us a little bit, that time overall we can grow from it Yeah, and I have huge walls. Mm-hmm. I have a colossus wall around me and good luck getting in. And I didn't know it
1: mm-hmm.
0: until after I was with my ex for 10 years Wow! and she's like, Katie, do you know that you never talk about X, Y, and Z? What are you talking about? Like I talk about that all the time. Yeah. She's like, no. no, no, you literally don't talk yeah. about that. I was like, oh, well, what? And so that's kind of what started me being like, okay, I need to fix my life because I thought I was fine. No, 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 yeah. I, don't, I'm, I was not fine. I just stuffed it in like a volcano. Yeah. That's not healthy. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think that talking to a therapist is a huge help.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: think talking to your friends is, and I do think though, that finding the line between friendship and maybe what's gone too far, maybe you're asking too much of someone, Yeah. it is hard, it's scary to yeah. try and find that line, but you can only find that line by being vulnerable. There is no other way.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the things that I learned really quickly through my journey of getting better was being selfish. Mm -hmm. And I think also stating what you're needing and wanting at the time from friends. So I think that's huge. Yeah. So at that time when I was getting better, my parents were big triggers in my life. So Mm -hmm. I made the choice to kind of not, I mean, have them in my life, but just not have them really involved in my life. Put so them at a distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in your daily I, life. I, yeah, exactly. Like I wasn't calling them every day or whatever because I wasn't ready to have that trigger a lot in my life. When I reached out to my high school friends that I've known from like, again, high school mm. for 10 plus years, I said um, to them, I was like, this is what I'm needing from you all at this time. And this is the kind of friends that I need at this time. Okay. And there was one friend that said, that's not something that I can give you. And I was like, mm. oh, that's perfectly fine. It hurt. But at the same time, I was like, I was perfectly fine with that because yeah. I was asking them to do something for me that I needed them to do in a selfish mm. way. Right there was other friends that definitely accepted that and were totally for it or whatever. Um, now that I'm better, we've been able to pick up the yeah. relationship again, which is fine. Right. Cause again, we both win it at a pause, right. Of saying like, we both need to take a step away from each other because we yeah. can't be there for each other in the way that we need to be there for each other. And that's fine.
0: And that's okay. And that's the ebb and flow of human relationships throughout your life. And yeah. that's going to happen. And uh, you know, yes, it's sad at the time, But again, overall, it's probably better for both of you. For sure. And I think I would want to know if someone can't be there for me in a certain way, because then it's like, oh, they might be going through something. Maybe their issue is different. Yeah. Maybe X, Y, Z, whatever. And it kind of like wakes me up to the fact that maybe they actually need something. Right now, there are also going to be times when that same person is in a great spot in life and nothing can hold them back and they can help you and they can tell you, you know, how they have overcame a similar situation, or maybe they're just there holding space for you and listening exactly. and maybe that's all you need. If you can identify what it is you need from any given person yeah. at a specific time, that can go miles for mm-hmm. your relationship. It can go miles for your own mental health. And sometimes it is hard to voice that opinion. Yeah. Try writing it down. Try sending a text. Try texting it just to yourself. See how the words feel on your mouth like I need this or yeah. can we just do this? Or it's okay to say, hey, I'm feeling down. Do you want to get coffee? That's all you need to say. Yeah. You don't You don't need to unload. Yeah. You know, if that's what you need, if all you need is to just be by another person, I think there are so many of us in life right now that are okay with that. And you don't need to say much more because we are adults now and we get it. Mm-hmm. We get it. We, every single one of us has had yeah. a hard time at some point.
1: Exactly. I even say when I talk to people at times, even as silly as it is, is like, if you don't know what you want, you know what you don't want. Yeah, right? that's true. So like for me into this journey, I knew that shame and guilt did not work for me because that's mm-hmm. what got me to where I was. Yeah. So I, I said that to people I was like, you shaming me or you guilty me for my choices mm-hmm. is not going to work for me. And if that's what that's excellent. And if that's your approach to try to make me feel better, Mm -hmm. this is not going to work and I need you to take a step back. Right. So I think so even then having those conversations of like knowing what you don't need, but it takes, you need to know what you don't want or need in your life. Right. But it's so it takes time to really reflect and know that.
0: And go ahead and write it down. Yeah, exactly. Right. If you're having trouble identifying it, ask your closest family members or friends or your partner, ask yourself, right? Like just pose it to your question. Pose the question to yourself just yeah. let it roll around in your brain and one of these days you will come up with an answer like yeah. you'll be amazed at the number of answers you already know exactly and or
1: don't or even if even the things you don't know then say that like oh mm-hmm. i don't know that right right like, like i asked you where that desert was like i was like, gonna pretend <sighs> i would know where that was kind of <laughs> yeah that's no.
0: afghanistan it might be iraq i'm gonna look it up and then record it so that i can get a good, good.
1: <laughs> you're gonna record where i don't actually I looked it up i'm sorry
0: Uh, Yeah, the Kandahar is in Afghanistan. Okay. That's also a city. I'm going to have to just read.
1: Let's just change it to Kalahari. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This notion of needing to be perfect is something you should probably bring up again.
0: I know. You're not wrong. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cause I know where the Kalahari is.
1: Where's the Kalahari?
0: It's in South Africa.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know where that was. I is only
0: it... knew it because I took a history of Africa class that year.
1: Oh, okay. That's it. <laughs> nice.
0: I also at one point started naming deserts that were in video games. I'm oh, like, oh does your girl, that's did your ex not... knew?
1: I mean, I would have. I mean, I she knew, know- I knew that would've... it
0: wasn't a desert. I don't think she knew it was like from Banjo Kazooie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. that Talk about camel are you, desert. Are you, are you
1: gonna see Sonic? By the way.
0: I want to. So I want to take my brother to go see Sonic um, because he's 10 years younger than me. And we always played video games all growing up. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, he took me to the movie theater and everyone else knew what we were going to see. But I didn't. He's like, no, 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 don't even look it up. Like, don't try and guess this. I'm taking you. Okay. And he took me to see Ratchet and Clank. Oh, there was that's a movie yeah oh and that was the game that we played all the time, all the time because he wasn't allowed to have shooting games because uh, he was like seven or eight and yeah. i was 17 18 yeah and so that's what we play like okay we can kill as many robots as we want with our wrench but yeah. not allowed to shoot a gun <laughs> right and yeah. so i was kind of thinking like maybe i'll just surprise him and take that's him to cute. go see sonic yeah. I,
1: I i went to go see harley quinn this weekend and it was was um, it great I, I mean it was entertaining that's what i was looking for okay so i couldn't complain
0: I kind of want to go um, Friday night out somewhere to see a movie, but I haven't even looked
1: at what's. Yeah, up. I was like actually kind of to have mm-hmm. to be at a place where I'm confident enough to go by myself to go see a movie theater is huge.
0: That sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, like I would be afraid to go anywhere alone, and mm-hmm. now I, I went to the movies by myself. I yeah. mean, I think it's something that I've been doing for a while now, but I think having dinner or going to the I think having dinner yeah. by yourself at a public public place is mm-hmm. takes a lot of courage.
0: And they say that that is a way that you can practice self-care and self-love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is just knowing that you deserve to go have a nice night out.
1: And it was nice. Like I went to the movies and I was like, I need I need this for myself. So I did that. And then I went to the downtown ones. So I actually went to Macy's and there was a sale. So I got a couple stuff Heck for yeah. myself too. So I was <laughs> like, you. I need this. I mean, my, refund, my uh, income tax check came back in. Oh, so good. I was like, I'm gonna treat myself to mm-hmm. something. So nice. Yeah.
0: I only just like a year ago decided that it was okay for me to buy myself a coffee at work. Oh, okay. No, it was bad. Oh, okay. It was bad. And people be like, Katie, you have a job. You can afford this. I'm like, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. I do
0: not need that coffee. I don't need to be spending $5 at Starbucks. No, no, no. no. And
1: now I'm like, Jesus, I just need to get away from my desk yeah. for a half an hour. Damn it. That's lucky you're able to do that. I mean, I do that at work. Cause I just go, I, I it's an hour mm-hmm. lunch, but I, I spend 30 minutes eating and then yeah. I spend the 30 minutes like walking around. Just oh, to, that's
0: good. Yeah. No, I pretty much, I get to work. I do my work. I forget to get up Mm. until it's like five o'clock in time to go, which is terrible. And I'm working on it. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of my things over the next couple of months is I'm actually going to start going back to the gym at noon or, you know, lunchtime, whatever. Like, no, 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 there's no need for me to just sit here for eight hours. I'm going to go insane.
1: Yeah. And I think that's something that you learn with time. And I Mm -hmm. think, especially for myself as I started establishing a more healthier relationship with work and my own, you know, kind of um, my idea of like my worth at work, yeah. Um, I started to understand more of the balance and be more productive by having oh, that yeah. separation. Yeah, You know, you're, you're then less resentful. You're less than angry. You're less than all those become mm-hmm. less mm-hmm. and you're able to think more thoroughly, more confidently, more productively yeah. in a way that that is more, you know, just you're more effective in that way. And I think that's been something that I've, of enjoyed now that i'm at a better space mm-hmm. is the to be able to say give myself give myself the permission to go on a walk for yeah. 30 minutes because i just des- i want to yeah. and i deserve to and why not right it's also
0: going to make you better at yeah. work right?
1: where i think some people have a harder time i mean i think it just depends on the environment some people mm-hmm. want to invest a lot of time because work gives them then that reward back right yep. like you invest your effort and energy so we're going to get reward you with you know more more money or whatever it is where Higher education is not that kind of environment, yeah, so it's better to have a healthier relationship and kind of balance mm-hmm. and boundaries. It's too. not cutthroat. I mean uh, it's, it's it's um it's it's pol- it's political okay. right. Yeah. It's a, but I don't think that in itself defines as cutthroat, but no. I think it's um I think it definitely is an interesting environment. I think it's one of those places where you realize that your job is not always going to be as loyal as you are to the job
0: oh yeah i think that's a thing that millennials are learning or they yeah. know. like my dad worked for the same company for 25 years until he got laid
1: too. off right before i started college or he was forced retired that's mm-hmm. what my dad what happened to my dad
0: yep so yeah. like i watched my dad miss family event after event after event after event yeah and then he got fired anyway yeah. right so why am i going to give any company that yeah. kind of loyalty that's they would never give us loyalty like that. Yeah. No, I
1: think that's something that, yeah, that's something that, and even there's a lot of generations between us in our, in our current office. And we talk a lot about that. And that's always mm-hmm. been my, my pushback of like, you know, why, why we lo- even mean, the, the word loyal, I think in itself, I don't think it's the right word to use, but it's yeah. more of like, why are you investing so much time and energy in a place that may not always invest that in return?
0: Yeah. They're going to bleed you dry.
1: Yeah, I mean, like again, ASC. Sorry, not not, <laughs> not, not sponsored. Um, ASC definitely was somewhere where I went in there, gave two hundred my first year, mm-hmm. and then the next year, my critique was that I didn't give it as enough. Yeah, that's insane. and I was like, you wanted me to give you four hundred this time. Like, yeah. it's impossible to do that. Right. So, I think it was nice to experience that when I came in here. To, to where i'm at now i was like okay i'm not gonna have my emails on my phone mm-hmm. and they're like okay that's fine and i was like okay cool like and were, so i don't that alone
0: saves you so much time yeah, and energy exactly
1: so i don't answer to i don't have emails on my phone or anywhere so i don't yeah. so that's kind of nice to have that but again that's that was then my confidence from that experience to know like that's what i experienced in my previous job i want to make sure that i have that boundary mm-hmm. going into this job that way it's no longer an expectation you know
0: no i think that that's perfectly reasonable and like you don't have a job where you need to be on call you're not a doctor. You're not a lawyer. You're not somebody's therapist. You're like, right. Yeah. Like, no, there's no need that you should have that boundary and yeah. that's going to keep you healthier. And really it's going to teach all of your coworkers to get their stuff done during the day. Yeah. True. Right.
1: Yeah. Like, or if the job
0: kickball starts at 5 p.m. <laughs> right. Or
1: Right. That's, that's something that I need to work on creating boundaries going into this new league as GM mm-hmm. is like which I, I think I started doing of like, hey, I'm not going to answer to anything after f- yeah. until 5 p.m. This is my work email. Please email me on mm-hmm. this one because it's very easy to get lost in that. Right. Oh, or yeah. people, you know, you're friends with these people. So they they find you accessible. So they mm-hmm. ask you questions when you're like, I'm not. And I'm at work, (laughs) I'm on a date or I'm at the gym. Like I'm not in the mood to answer these questions. Oh, come on, Jose.
0: Mid crunch. (sighs) Just just respond. I wish it was mid
1: crunch, right? (laughs) Um, But, you know, I have other things going on too. So I think that's something that I want to be mindful of to keep my own sanity and my own Mm self-care is to make sure that i establish just as well as i establish those boundaries at my job job that i also need to make sure that i establish those boundaries at my you know side hustle you know yeah
0: so jose's side hustle guys is that he is in charge of this gay kickball league that i keep talking about so he is our new gm yeah general manager general manager yeah and so i am one of the captains in the league yeah a whole bunch of my friends play in it yeah Basically, everyone that I've had on the show so far yeah, has played, right, in the has played on there. There's not a ton of opportunities to meet other queer people in Sacramento, but gay kickball is one of them.
1: Yeah, I think, again, there was something that when I first brought it into Sacramento, mm-hmm. I going back to the whole gay bar thing is that it's so hard to really establish relationships, and connections there yeah. that are really genuine. Right. I mean, it has a different purpose, but I think my purpose of having it here in Sacramento and going into this upcoming year as GM is very much having the community Mm -hmm. that is welcoming and supportive of all people outside of the bar scene. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, we go to brunch afterwards. We have a great time. That's still part of the experience. But the
0: brunch scene is so good in Sacramento.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a great place to have brunch. Oh good. Um, but I think fundamentally and foundation in the foundation of it, and I think the league itself is proof of that. Is that we yes we might be on different teams, yes during during the tournament we might get angry at each mm-hmm. other, we still very much genuinely care for one another, and I think there is no other place like that that could replace that feeling or that that mm-hmm. ha- equates to that. And I think that's the most rewarding part of it of being having started in it and having coming back to it. It's something that I look forward to experiencing and yeah. I'll keep that in mind when issues come to hand or uh-huh. there's drama is that I'll, I'll still keep that as a foundation or yeah. as, as a fundamental thing to remind myself that it's it's beyond the issue. It's about the larger community. Yeah, it hand. doesn't
0: matter who's safe or out or like the interpretation of that rule. It's, yeah. you know, we're all here trying to have a good time trying to make friends. Yeah, And folks, anyone out there, if you're struggling trying to make friends or grow a community, especially maybe if you've moved into a new town. Definitely look up what kind of activities and clubs there are in your group, right? Like yeah. Sacramento has gay kickball, softball, there's other bowling, bowling basketball, but yeah. like there's different things, and different cities have a whole bunch of different clubs that they offer. Yeah. But it's a way to make built in friends, right? Yeah. And you don't have to be an athlete. Come on out and just have fun with everyone. It's a place where we all get to be ourselves and we're all having fun. And you go play against these guys or these girls, these other folks, and you see them and it's like, okay, you know them, they're vaguely familiar, whatever. Yeah. Well, now next time you go out or next time you run into them at the library or, or the, the bank I mean, or whatever, or at, at the work bar. at the bar. Yeah. yeah. Like at, the bar. At, at the bar. We're gonna work. run into yeah. Jamal at the bar every time we go. It's Cool, because it's like, oh wait, hey, I know you from yeah. this other thing. look familiar. Yeah, you He's look seen familiar. You before. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it's not from Grinder or Scrub. We actually, no. actually had a a, a person to person yeah natural yeah.
0: connection. Yeah, and it it does help, and you can say to the you know founder of the league or the group or whatever it is that you want to join. I'm new or Mm -hmm. I'm an introvert or I'm just trying to make new friends and that person will be able to hook you up with other folks who are like-minded individuals. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, again, that's the beauty of having something like this happen in Sacramento Mm -hmm. is that it's an alternative, especially like, I think Sacramento itself is very queer compared to the rest of the the league is that it has the most gender non-conforming people. Yes. It has the most family people. It has the most lesbians. It has the most, you know, it just has the most of everything. Mm. It's the most diverse probably. I'm just, you know, kind of sticking out for that.
0: Our league in Sacramento is very diverse all over the place. And mm-hmm. I think it's excellent. Yeah. Sorry, carry on.
1: And that's the beauty of it. And I think, anytime I talk to someone about it and they're like, well, I'm not athletic. I'm like, you don't have to be like, you can just, you, that, that grows with as much as you come. Like there's so many people that have been in my team that kind of started at the bottom and now they're great players because Mm of my coaching or because they're open to being coached or whatever it is. But again, if and when you come and and experience something that's negative, you better tell me because right. I will address it like no other. Not everyone's perfect. And I think there's situations that do that kind of create hostility.
0: Or there's a yeah. misinterpretation there somewhere or yeah. someone's just having a bad day. Right. But all in all, we're pretty positive and we're Again, pretty welcoming.
1: A- a- overall. Asterisk, asterisk yes. Until the tournament. <laughs> and the tournament is where all hell breaks loose. And Oh I think,
0: yeah. When the score actually matters, yeah. you better watch out.
1: Yeah. When I moved here, Meetup was a great app, again, mm-hmm. not sponsored. Uh, Meetup was a great cause, a great app to kind of connect with people and I still go play volleyball in Folsom and most nice. of those people are straight. And, and Folsom
0: is like 20 minutes, half an hour away, depending on traffic. It's a trek, guys. it's a trek. Yeah. It's always,
1: it's a 30 minute trek either from where I'm at and mm-hmm. I, it's worth it because I enjoy playing and the community has been so welcoming mm-hmm. and um, nice to me that I, of course, then I come back. So I think it's about really taking that courage and be vulnerable and adventure out. Mm-hmm. Um, to find those spaces because elsewhere you're not going to be able to do that. And I think apps, yeah, apps like grinder or Instagram might might be an easy way of doing it. Mm-hmm. and you might not experience or find that connection or community that you're really urging for or wanting. And I think that's right. and that's the part where, again, if you have your values set and you know what you're wanting out of it, you don't you won't then sacrifice that world like I did. you know and that and again, mm-hmm. I don't regret it because I got to me to where I'm at today. And again, now that's why I'm choosing to navigate those apps in a a a different way.
0: And it only takes one moment of courage to start a trend, right? Like if there's something you've been wanting to try, go try it. Like be brave for a few minutes and it could be life changing. It really could that, you know, that might seem severe, but it could. If we all thought about it, we could point back to a couple of moments in our life where we already were vulnerable and maybe we didn't even realize it, or maybe we were in a situation where we had no choice but to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I was out with a couple of my friends a few years ago and I was just having a bad day and they asked me what was wrong. And instead of just saying nothing, I'm fine. I actually told them Mm. and they, I could not have asked for a better response. And these two, a couple just talked to me for the next two hours and it was hilarious. And we were Drinking beer at a restaurant, we were eating pizza. And it's like our friendship just got so much stronger when, for my entire life until that point, I would have just said, everything's fine. Yeah. And not have actually answered. And so, yes, that was a very positive experience for me. But I know I've had negative experiences before, and you don't remember the negative ones. As soon as you've had a positive experience, you don't dwell on the negative experiences anymore. You look for the positive, and it is hard to change your mindset but it takes effort that is worth it. No, totally. It will make a difference.
1: Yeah. I think we I think something that I've talked to students a lot of the times and even friends is that we are more likely to connect with someone if we share more of our challenges, our struggles and our insecurities than we are about our other things, you know, oh, cuz yeah. I mean, I think you know, it's Instagram. It's been a blessing. Definitely thirst trap mm-hmm. Thursday. I'm definitely enjoy watching those pictures or whatever it is. But at the same time, it's really created this, this kind of like distance of like, we only see people's successes, mm-hmm. people's, um, trips or whatever it is. Right. So there were, that's something that then we're yearning for. So instead of like, if we were able to say like, you know what, I've had a bad day. Like actually someone recently, so I was very surprised by this. Someone in their story wrote, Oh, depression sucks. Yeah. And I actually reached out to them and said, you know what? I understand. I've been there before. You're not alone. Yeah. This person thanked me actually and said, you know what, thank you so much. No one's really said anything but like that. But I recognize that it took courage for someone Mm -hmm. to say that out in that space of Instagram, right? And to a whole bunch of people. Exactly. Everybody saw that. Yeah. So I think it takes a lot of courage. Let's say you should always do that because sometimes it's, you know, it might not always be the most healthiest way of doing it, but it's your choice. So you do it your own. Mm -hmm. And again, if I think if you were able more to share or be more open, be more vulnerable about what some of the struggles you're going with or some of the things that you're dealing with, You might find yourself connecting with people that you never Mm. thought you would connect with.
0: I completely agree. You also might be able to get help from other people because we all have our hidden demons, especially in the queer community. There's so many of us have gone through a whole bunch of different things and we have similar stories, but we also are just different enough that, Mm. you know, we really can learn from each other. I think that's one of the goals of why I started this podcast is because I finally started figuring out that. You know, I'm not as, my problems are not as unique as (laughs) as I would like to think of them, right? I'm not some special princess with my own problems. You're not the
1: snowflake. You're not special. Yeah, I'm not the
0: snowflake. But I would encourage everyone to go out there and try and, you know, be vulnerable. And it just is a little thing. Yeah. Do you want to come get dinner as friends, as whatever? You know what? Mm -hmm. Start there. Try it. Yeah. And if you get rejected... That's okay. Move on. Yeah, you know, don't get too depressed.
1: Yeah, I mean, or or do or do, and then just be able to find a way to move forward. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's all about honoring how you feel in the moment, and if and when you do try to open up to someone, and if they can't give you what you're wanting, or the experience that you were looking for wasn't exactly how it was, then at least you know that that person is not the right person to talk to anymore. Like at least that's a that's a lesson to learn. You know,
0: everything is a step forward. Every move you make is a step forward to the person you want to be.
1: Yeah, I call them pivots oh i don't don't know why i I always say pivot because i think it's still a forward it's a forward momentum without actually thinking that it's actually a straight line
0: yeah that makes sense yeah god imagine if life was a straight line that'd be so boring
1: i mean yeah you couldn't boring yeah i guess so but again there are people out there that do have that kind of life though yep and that's why they have a hard time with curves or with you know, mm-hmm. refs, lefts or rights.
0: Oh, they can't handle a curve if yeah. if they're not used to it.
1: Yeah, or a roundabout or whatever it is. Like yeah, yeah. So and I think that's that's why you know there's such things as like white fragility. There's mm-hmm. things as privilege because again there are there are people that do live out there like that and yeah. those people are probably have the inability to connect with other people that have had challenges because because oh, yeah. of that you know
0: yeah. They don't know how to respond. Yeah, um, I think that's also why you see a lot of older folks dodging troubles like it's nothing, right? Like yeah. or if, you, if I, you've lived through a war, yeah. you're fine. You're <laughs> like, Some, oh, you yeah. were actually in Vietnam. I'll stop complaining now, yeah. right? The, they've had a longer opportunity to live through crappy things and so they know how to overcome it better and it's like oh yeah of course i I guess it's just tuesday again right
1: no something i definitely i'm always envious and i aspire to um is that anytime i go to a pool party and there's like these older bear guys and they're Mm. shirtless or (laughs) naked like i admire that and i wish i was that but i think that comes with age right or that comes with just
0: well, it comes with experience. Yeah.
1: Like it's just, I'm always like, I wish I, cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm average. I'm average built, you know, you know, I, you're I, looking good though, man. Thank you. And again, I still am fearful of, you know, doing like the whole, you know, naked at a pool party or whatever yeah. it is, because I don't have, I still, I'm still working on building that confidence in myself, but I always like look at those people that are older and you know just bear or barrier or whatever and i'm always like oh, i wish i was you guys like honestly have you ever
0: asked one of them like what's your secret or what can what can i do how do i get this confidence um,
1: i haven't yet i haven't really gone to a pool yeah. party but i i promise that i will ask that next time i go to a pool hmm. party
0: i think you can do it and especially because again like you're in there with your own community like yeah. you've all been in the same spot like yeah I can't say that I've ever wanted to be naked at a pool party. <laughs>
1: There's always a first time for everything.
0: <laughs> I don't need to do yeah, it, right? Yeah. Like, I don't need exactly. to. Exactly. There's definitely other things that I've asked my friends for advice on. Yeah.
1: No, I think, I mean, that's my goal for 2020 is that I... I lived my life these last couple of years when as I was, as I was working towards becoming a better person mm-hmm. with a lot of, like, restrictions. Like, I would tell myself, mm-hmm. no, you shouldn't do that because X, Y, Z, yeah. right? So now I'm at this place now where I want to say more to yes yeah, because I feel that I'm at a place now where I can. So, like, I won't stop myself from going to, like, you know, to, mm-hmm. to Dori Alley or to Folsom or to Pride's. Mm-hmm. Because of X, Y, Z. like it's You more,
0: should do it because of X, Y, Z. Well, no. Right? Well, Not so you de- shouldn't. It depends on the X, Y, Z. Okay, okay. Um, it, it's more of a <laughs> sure. like, I, it's, more of,
1: it's more of like, I shouldn't limit myself because of my fear mm-hmm. of X, Y, Z. It's more of like, I should just go enjoy it. And if and when X, Y, Z does happen while you're there, then it's Okay. Mm-hmm. Now what is this? Dori Alley, Folsom Pride. Any, any, what
0: is Dori Alley?
1: Dori Alley. It's like a more uh, aggressive, not aggressive. That's not the word. It's like, are you familiar with Folsom Street Fair?
0: Yes, but let's tell everyone what it is for those of you so who are Street not Fair, in San Francisco. Yeah, so Folsom
1: Street Fair is more, is a more of a like a kinky exp- expedition space where people go freely and just be themselves. Like you
0: will see naked people roaming the streets of San Francisco. Yeah. And you'll see right? them
1: doing a lot of different things on mm-hmm. the streets, which is fine. So, um, so Folsom has become more mainstream in, in society. So there's a lot of people that just go and kind of like bullshit or go and laugh or whatever, where Dori Alley is smaller. It's more intense in the sense that there's, it's just more for the community. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's like if if Badlands didn't have hetero people for that the night. is
0: our gay bar, which is flocked, one of one of the many one of one of our six. Gay I guess bars. it's okay. So
1: I, I would I would say like Folsom is Badlands and Dory Alley is the Bolt as an example oh of, the bar, of the bar of the okay, bar. Okay, so the
0: Bolt is like they have sex swings hanging from the ceiling just one, and it's all met one or two eh, sex swing hanging from the ceiling, and Badlands is just music all the time. Yeah. I mean, there's some I mean, and a lot of bachelorette
1: parties. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not to to, to like trash on it. But again, if, if you're about the wanting to experience the actual like if you have a kink and you're wanting to explore mm-hmm. it like openly and freely. Dory Alley is probably more of the space where it's more intense. That's where awesome. Folsom is kind of more like it's kind of like a gateway to Dory. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Five takeaways from today's episode, because I'm about to have to go to my meeting. Number one, identify what it is that you want in your life and from other people.
1: Yeah. Two, taking the time to actually exploring those. So asking yourself, what are my likes or dislikes?
0: Three, being vulnerable with your own self enough
1: to be vulnerable with someone else. About any topic you want,
0: it's your boundaries that you set
1: resources, taking the time to seek out therapy, um, read books, that kind of thing. If you're looking for suggestions, I'm always open to provide the list of those. I read a lot and it's been the foundation of my betterment.
0: And then number five, what is the book that you told me to read just like last week?
1: I mean, anything Dr. Brené Brown I recommend, but a good foundational book to read for her work is The Gifts of Imperfection. And it's a really small book. You can read through it Pretty quickly, and if you actually take the time to do the activities of the book, you'll take more time through it, and I think it's more effective in that way.
0: Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, This one, Radical Acceptance by Tara Brach.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I'm reading that right now. um I'm on the chapter of oh, what's the chapter I'm on right now? Of saying yes to things. Actually, mm. that's a good chapter.
0: My counselor told me to read it, and I'm like, ah, oh, that sounds scary. It's. <laughs> I, she said it's
1: very good. It's very good. Radical acceptance is something that is. It sounds easy to do mm-hmm. and it's hard to practice. Yep. So I would probably start with the gifts of imperfection. Okay. To but be my able- gateway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a better I think that's an easier way to then be able to accept acceptance, I guess. Oh wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I need I need like a big step program here, but I'm I'm doing all right. I think we all are.
1: Yeah, if you're more curious actually about radical acceptance, Lady Gaga talks about it with Oprah and her mm-hmm. um tw- and the Weight Watchers 2020 speaker series. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga does a really good job about explaining what it is. So that way, if you're curious about it and don't want to really go into the book, uh, I would I recommend watching that.
0: Oh, excellent! I will put some links in our description for everyone who is interested in that. Yeah, everyone, thank you for listening. We definitely want to hear from you. Give us your feedback. Follow us at Instagram and Twitter at adult out or email us at out at gmail.com. Tell us about some of your struggles. If you'd like advice, let us know. I'll we'll we'll give your email to a whole panel of, of, you know, expert 30 somethings yeah. and we can give you some advice or some life lessons. Or if you have any specific topics you'd like to hear about, let us know. Yeah. And we're before guessing. we head out. I just yeah, want to yeah.
1: say thank you for this opportunity. Oh I've been gosh. so excited. Um, actually two, three weeks ago I was in a yes. car accident oh. on my way to do this recording. Yes. Um, so we want to give definitely a shout out to Dr. Kate and I think it's nurse Anthony who helped us out mm-hmm. at the um, Kaiser Bruceville yeah, so in you're listening. Grove. Thank you. Shout out yeah. to you. Poor um,
0: Jose got in a car accident on his way. He was, <laughs> a mile from my house when he got hit by a car
1: yeah well I actually hit the car but okay, it was wasn't their fault say it. it's yeah, fine it was, it was, was their, their fault. fault yeah But how I, are your stitches doing I mean they're out now I can move I can move my nice. hands but no, I just want to give you again thank mm. you for the opportunity this means a lot to me I, I'm so ex- I've been so excited to do this so oh. when I got into the accident it was definitely like a heartbreaker so I'm glad that we're yeah. here now doing this so thank you so much for well, this opportunity well and we had a
0: great talk in the ER yeah. waiting for you. we should have just stitches. recorded our conversation know, there too I know I know but yeah. violate. No, thank you. I'm excited. I think that this is a good episode, and I think we'll hopefully we'll help some people out there and resonate with some folks. Yeah, I mean,
1: I hope I hope that I'm able to come back again. So please let me know if I'm always welcome to.
0: Absolutely, you just have to throw the championship game.
1: Oh God, no! (laughs) Kickball drama, right?
0: Mm. Oh yeah, kickball drama.
1: Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, everyone.
0: We've laughed. We've cried. Mm
1: -hmm. We've given our
0: advice. We've given advice. Now go forth and live with pride.
1: Yeah, live with pride. Ow.